And this is um, so um, Sophia. This is Speak It. And today I am very excited to introduce the creator and host of Business Talk Library, Terrell Turner. Um, like I said, I'm really excited to have you here because I myself am a new business owner. So it was just great that you reached out to me to connect. Uh, but before we get into your business, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about you and your background? Yeah, so my background is uh, accounting and finance. And I know as soon as people hear that, they think, oh my gosh, like he's one of them. Um, <laughs> but I will say it's, it's a little bit different because like I said, I started off in accounting and finance, but spent a ton of time working with people who weren't in, didn't have that background from working with engineers to um, just working with people in HR to working with people in sales and marketing to where my world was really, how do I translate what I know in finance and accounting and make it you know, understandable to people who don't have that background. And so I did that for like 13 plus years for, you know, some of the biggest companies in the world. And the last company I worked for was a, was a startup, helped them, uh, helped them grow. Uh, we went through a couple where we bought different companies and raised over like 65 million in <laughs> equity for that company. And then I decided, you know what? I want to go build my own firm and help other small business owners with everything that I had access to learn. And mm -hmm. how do I help them do that? And so I started my firm back in April of 2020. And mm -hmm. that is where I've been focusing that. And then with the Business Talk Library, it's, it's, a, it's a platform of actually we have multiple podcasts where we do just that. We we interview CEOs and founders from different companies and they talk about some of the things that they learn and lessons and some of the hard lessons they learn, some of the easy lessons. And then my wife and I also do a show about accounting and finance where we make it simple for business owners to understand so they can feel more confident in making smart money decisions. Oh, that's amazing. That's um, that's really good. I was going to ask you what motivated you, but I just heard um, about what motivated you. And I'm so glad that you're doing this because, like I said, me being a small business owner and the struggles that I'm facing right now, um, I was just on your website and I was listening to you interview um, one of the young ladies who has, a, uh, I think it's an activewear, um, activewear for women um, line. Yeah. And um, listening to you talk to her and hearing about her and how she started. So that's really good that you decided to do this. Um, so what made you come up with the name Business Talk Library? You know, what's funny is when we originally started, we were just, my wife and I was like, hey, let's come up with something that we were just doing on um, Instagram. And the original name we came up with was 60 Second Money, because at the mm -hmm. time, Instagram only allowed you 60 seconds. Now, that was extremely complicated to try to explain a finance and accounting concept in 60 <laughs> seconds. I mean, it was, and you know, after like trying it, like, you know, like you could you could stop it at 60 seconds but I always felt mm -hmm. like man i didn't really explain it enough for a person to understand so we just felt like you know if we keep the name 60 second money i feel like we're lying because it takes more than 60 seconds to understand this so yeah. we were just thinking like how do we come up with something that's a little that it still explains what we do but it's a little broader and when we came up where it's like you know what we're really doing is we're just we're talking about business and my wife and I, we tested that that name. We asked a couple of friends that were business owners themselves and we we're like, you know what, business talk library, because, hey, 
we're just creating a library of resources for business owners to come learn from other people as well as learn from our experiences so the name just made sense to us that do make sense because there's a lot of resources on there so how do you go about with your business how do um like how do i know when i wanted to on your website i was able to just click on and listen so how do you generate income from your business with people just going onto your website and clicking in yeah so the main the core piece of our, our, our business is is the services that we provide so mm -hmm. um I, I work with small businesses um i would say small to medium-sized businesses and some of them are pre-launch stage where they're trying to, you know, they're coming up with an idea. And a lot of times what I'll do is work with them, understand, okay, what's going on in their business. And mm -hmm. let's just kind of lay out some strategies and some plans. And then let's also layer on top of it. What would that plan look like financially? And then that okay. way we can start to ask the question, does this strategy make sense when we start to see the numbers with it? Because you know, any plan makes sense when you're just talking about the good side of your idea. But when right. you actually have to start looking at, hey, numbers and start putting a little bit more uh, execution to it, then you start to say, hey, you know what, maybe we should tweak this or maybe we need to rethink this. And one of the things that, you know, kind of going back to your, your question about like, how did you get started? I think you know, I saw a lot of people just coming up with plans and then they would go mm -hmm. for it, but then they would hit these huge financial roadblocks or they hit these huge, you know, difficult spots. And I'm like, hey, maybe if we kind of help plan that out a little bit more. And then for businesses that are already, you know, already established, um, you know, I'm working with them to help them navigate as they're trying to continue growing just to make sure that they are understanding the financial impact of the potential decisions that they're making, or mm -hmm. just understanding, hey, which decisions are actually making you money, which decisions are hurting you, so you know which decisions to keep making, you know which ones to kind of pull back from. That's awesome. That's what I need because I jumped right into my idea. I've been planning for a while and I came into that barrier of the whole financial um, barriers of like, oh my God, like it, need, it, expect, I, it needs much more money than what I expected it, uh, than my plan, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, I can just understand like how people that's trying to open up larger businesses, what they're going through. Um, with you and your business, what are some challenges, if any, that you accounted? Uh, you encounter while you were trying to start up your business. Yeah, I mean, and I think this is something that a lot of business owners run into is when you start a business, I mean, you have your idea, you know a couple people that need what you have to offer. But mm -hmm. once you really start thinking more long term, you're like, man, like doing the marketing, trying to get in touch with like my potential customer, that is much harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> And for me, that's been a that's been an interesting one of, like I said, doing kind of the networking and the marketing, because like, you know, people mm -hmm. need what you have to offer, but really getting in front of them and not only just getting in front of them once, but getting in front of them consistently, because sometimes it's a timing thing to where they need what you have, but they just don't need it right now. So right. it's like being able to, you know, have show up when people need you and so people can connect the dots aware as hey 
Terrell's company offers this service. This is what's going on. I should give him a call because I think if you if you you underestimate how much work and coordination and, and how much effort that really takes, I think you start realizing like, you know, wow, I wasn't prepared for this or you just won't see your sales grow. Yeah. Oh, that's the itch. that's the biggest thing is marketing and advertising, understanding your customer needs. Mm-hmm. That is the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true for most businesses I know. Um, so, how would you highlight your company's competitive advantages? Like, what makes your company stand out from the crowd? Yeah. So, one of the things that I find, like I said, going back to that, you know, really. I knew what I wanted to offer. And like I said, I mm-hmm. worked for the companies like General Electric and, you know, I've worked in the U.S., worked in Brazil and I've worked with all these international mm-hmm. companies. But it's just like, you know, what? let me take a step back off my high horse and let me actually talk to business owners and understand what problems are they really seeing. And when I did that and, you know, humbled myself enough to say, you know what? All that experience is great, but what I'm really here to do is to solve problems that they're having mm-hmm. that relates to my skill set. And when I started, you know, talking to more business owners, what I started realizing is a lot of them, they may have had a bookkeeper or they were doing the bookkeeping themselves, or mm-hmm. they had a CPA or a tax preparer that they work with at the end of the year. But the problem was they didn't have, you know, access to a finance person to help them work mm-hmm. through their decisions on a monthly basis where they had a new contract come up and their bookkeeper wasn't talking to them about, hey, maybe we should adjust this or this is what that could mean. And their CPA was or their tax preparer only talked to them at tax time. And so that's where I started to realize, like, you know what, there is a huge gap in the middle of, you know, whether it's meeting with them on a monthly basis to kind of talk Mm -hmm. through it. And I mean, and let's be honest. I mean, anytime you're dealing with money, it's an emotional process. I mean, and I think that a lot of times when your emotions get in, especially when it comes down to money and business, you don't always make the best decisions. And sometimes it's because you're trying something new. You're trying to get over insecurities or you're facing fears or you're facing uncertainty. So a lot of what, you know, my services, how I differentiate is, you know, I'm not going to just do the record keeping in the back and send you a report, whereas we meet on a regular basis and really understand, hey, what are you trying to navigate? What are you trying to understand? And as we kind of talk through it on a more regular basis, you're able to actually make those decisions confidently. Like one of my one of my clients that I'm working with, uh, been working with a year is a restaurant in South Carolina and they're in a more rural part of South Carolina. And we all know COVID has drastically impacted and negatively impacted restaurants. But him and I have been talking on like a monthly and sometimes a weekly basis as we're kind of making changes, pivoting like, hey, I know you want to do this, but hey, let's tweak that a little bit. And in doing so, even during the during the pandemic, I mean, his revenue and his profitability has actually been growing in the pandemic mm. because we've been talking through those decisions as opposed to him just going out there doing what feels right. It's like, hey, let's actually take a step back. Let's think through the numbers on this and let's make some informed decisions. And in doing so, like I said, 
he's seen growth. And not only that is like we're in the process of we're going to be opening another another location within the next three months. And like I said, all this is happening while other restaurants around him are actually closing and going under. But because I think it makes a big difference when you have someone that understands how to look at the numbers and can help you kind of walk through it. So you basically are hand in hand. You does you do basically like the consulting with the business and you go in and help them with the financial part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then so like because a lot of my clients, they may have somebody that does their taxes. And I am a, a certified public accountant, which means I, I know taxes. I understand that part to where I may not do that part, but I know what questions we need to ask their tax preparer. I know what things we need to reach out um, and and get their inform insight on. And then sometimes, like I say, if it's a business that's looking to get a loan, um, I know what information the bank needs to where like, hey, this is the information the bank needs. This is going to put you in the best position for you to get a yes from the bank if you're looking to get a loan or something like that. Okay, so um, so what if like with business owners and they don't have like the best credit to um, get a loan for their business? Like, how do you go? Do you work with them with somebody who can help them with uh, as far as credit repair? Do you refer people to them to help with credit repair or do you yourself kind of like navigate them? Yeah. So I would say for, for clients that are looking to repair, like I said, or they need to repair their credit. Um, we Some of my clients, they who are already working with someone in credit repair. And what I mm-hmm. like to do is just have a conversation with the person that they're working with or someone who does specifically credit repair is having conversations with them. So because I mean, when it really comes down to repairing your credit, sometimes, I mean, it's, it's a behavioral change. You're, you're, yeah. you're trying to change a habit or something. And whatever habit that was that, you know, was unfortunate and may have caused you to have, you know, a challenge with your credit, sometimes that habit gets carried over into the business. So I like to communicate yeah. with whoever the credit repair person is. And how do we take some of those habits that you need to fix your credit? And how do we make sure we replicate some of those good habits to make sure your business doesn't end up in the same position. Mm. That's good. An answer. So I heard you kind of touched on a little bit um, the finance and accounting show that you and your wife put together. Can you touch a bit more on that? Yeah. So, you know, like I was, you know, I kind of said the joke in the beginning, like, you know, my background is accounting and finance and people sometimes automatically think, oh, he's that type of person or, <laughs> oh, I'm only going to talk to him about my taxes or, right. you know, or he must be good at math. And it's all, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all these different things that come up. Um, but one of the things that we talk about on that show is we really just take questions that, that business owners have asked us or questions that, you know, people who are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or starting a business questions that they've asked us and we actually just dive into it like hey my wife my wife is also um, in finance and accounting she's a finance executive for a fortune 500 company so we hmm. know finance very well and so what we do is you know what what would normally cost someone let's say you know they may spend you know $300 to have a hour long conversation with us to work through a specific, you know, scenario in their business to where on the show, mm-hmm. 
we're talking about it for free where her and I talk through, okay, all right, here's the situation that the person brought up. How would you, what advice would you give them? What kind of things would you consider? Um, and then like I said, we're, we're pretty open to where, you know, people connect with us on, on LinkedIn or like that, you know, they have a question. We, we do like to read the questions and see, Hey, you know, should we create a show on that? Hey, should that be on the next show? So we're kind of answering, you know, real world situations that business owners are trying to work through. Like when all the PPP loan stuff came up, it's just, people had a lot of questions. And so we're like, okay, how do we answer some of those questions? Because again, money is very emotional. And when it comes down to your money and there's a whole lot of uncertainty about what's going on, what to do, it just makes the whole money topic even more emotional because you're, you're just uncertain. And so we like yeah. to kind of clear up the uncertainty. And like I said, we have fun with, you know, the different topics because we know accountants can be very technical. Um, so we try to make it simple enough to where I would say my, my, my parents are, are n by no means finance and accounting um, experts. And so I try to think about it as how would I explain this to my parents if I had to explain this concept to them? Because when people feel like they understand what you said, they feel a little bit more confident and they tend to make much better business decisions. That's true. Because I um, definitely are understanding what you're saying right now. And, and as I'm listening to you, I'm like, darn, you know, I kind of think about like some of the things, mistakes that I was making when I first started and some mistakes that I still make. Um, so with your business, um, what is, would you say like is your overall goal? Like what would you, what do you plan to accomplish like within your business that you haven't already accomplished so far? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I would say I'll, I'll break it up into two. So I would say, you know, on the Business Talk Library, which is the show we host, we've actually made that a, made that a company because we have a couple of different shows that we're doing there. Um, and then we also do kind of on demand, like people can go buy the different training programs we have online on demand. And so I would say the goal with that, I think, is really to help, you know, give people that information. And, you know, when it comes down to being in business, I would say it's your confidence level is going to be a huge part of whether or not you're going to be successful. And one of the places mm -hmm. that people have the least amount of confidence is when it comes down to the money side of the business. So the shows are there to really, you know, clear up misunderstandings. Like I said, the, the, the free shows that we provide, we dive into different topics to help people feel more comfortable. One is being honest that say, hey, if you don't know something, it's OK, because there's a, there's a million people that don't know it. Um, right. But then also, hey, there's a resource that can help you start to learn it. And you can actually learn from other people's experiences. You can learn from what we're sharing. And then with the, the, the newer piece is the on-demand training where we really want to put out, you know, cost-effective training programs where people can go online to say, hey, if you want to learn a little bit more on, you know, if you're running a marketing business, hey, what are the financial numbers you need to understand if you're running a marketing business where we dive a little bit deeper into different types of businesses and we break it mm -hmm. down for that type of business. So I would say the goal on the business talk library side is 
I think to continue reaching more people with the message and, you know, continue creating more of the industry specific or business specific type trainings. And then I think on the on the service side where we're actually working through kind of coaching business owners and working through the accounting and finance side, I think our goal there is really to start expanding the services more because I mean, we, we have a few clients. Um, we, ha we have a, a little less than 10 client, 10 recurring clients. We do a lot of projects for different people where they just need, you know, a one time project. So we do a lot of that. And I think there, um, you know, within a, a with in less than less than nine months, we've been able to, you know, grow that business to where we're just shy of six figures in less than nine months. So where I think our next, you know, the next 12 months, our goal is to get into the, to get to about around 200K in revenue based on some of the strategies and the things we're looking at. That's excellent. This, um, so how would your uh, interviews, how do you go about finding like different CEOs and business owners to interview? Yeah, so that one was always interesting because when I first started doing that, I mean, it was god awful hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was not easy at all because I mean, you're sending message cold messages to people, and mm -hmm. at the time they had never heard of my show, they had never heard of me. So a lot of times I got ignored with some of the requests, and <laughs> you know. And so what I started doing was really reaching, looking at my network. And I think LinkedIn played a huge, huge role in helping me in that space was really looking at the people that I already had relationships with and saying, like, right, mm -hmm. if this person already knows them and really getting better at just telling them, like, hey, here's my show. And this is what my show is about. And I think in the beginning, I wasn't doing a great job about, you know, letting people know what my show was about because there weren't that many episodes out there. So when I got better at asking, like, you know, my friends and stuff to help, like, hey, the purpose of the show is to share the story of the guest. And then at the end, the last question that I ask every guest is, was two pieces of advice that you would share with other business owners. When people started hearing that, they started being less afraid about coming on the show because some people were thinking, as I started talking to more people, they were like, because I didn't know what to expect of for your show, I just ignored the email. And I'm like, oh, that mm -hmm. makes sense. So when I started, you know, actually having you know, a couple of, I have maybe like four questions that I kind of outlined. And when people started seeing what those questions were, they were like, oh, okay. Yeah. They started, you know, definitely agreeing to be on the show. And so in 2020, like from April to December, we filmed like 232 interviews. And it was hmm. because oh, wow. people really started feeling more comfortable once they kind of knew what to expect. And then also I yeah. told people that, hey, when you're on the show, I'm going to ask you about, you know, your services and your products. Like I want my audience to know what you do. So feel free. Don't feel like you're being salesy, but feel free to talk about what you do. And when I started telling people that they were like, yeah, I'll be on the show. And then after, <laughs> after they were on the show, what I would ask them is, 
hey, do you know any other business owners you think that would enjoy being on the show like this? And a lot of them were like, yeah, let me send you an email. Here's three people. I'll actually introduce you to them. And then that ball started rolling. And that's how we, like I said, got enough steam to where, like I said, we did 232 interviews. Now, I'll be honest. Oh, wow. I'm not rec I'm not telling everybody, hey, you need to go out there and do 232 because that is a lot. It was a lot of work. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I will not be doing that again in 2021. <laughs> but I think, like I said, there are a lot of people out there who are looking for a chance to share their story and people want to share the lessons that they've learned. I mean, I think I tell people, I mean, even if you look at Clubhouse, look at the number of people that are going on Clubhouse and talking about what they're doing. And to be honest, even now, that's how I found some of the guests to be on the show is I would go to a Clubhouse room and let's say like ones that are talking about small business or that are talking about founders or startups. And I would look and see who's talking in Clubhouse and then I'd send them a message on LinkedIn or Facebook and say, hey, I have a podcast. We'd love to interview you on the show to talk about your business. And because they're already talking about their business on Clubhouse, I know they're comfortable doing it. And so they usually are mm -hmm. like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I do not understand Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I joined Clubhouse and first it was just like, I didn't, I thought like maybe it was, I didn't know like you actually like talked to people. Like I joined, I thought maybe you like just send messages, but then I started hearing people having conversations. I'm like, wait, so do I just join this one? Do I join this one? <laughs> and so I got off of it. Then I started seeing people saying like how they generated so many clients through Clubhouse. And I'm like, oh, I need to get back on. But now I don't even remember my password. So I have to <laughs> just restart it because I just did never understood Clubhouse. <laughs> but, um, Okay, so what are like your top three priorities for your business? Yeah, so right now, I think because we've, you know, like I said, the first, you know, nine, 10 months, we're really setting in the foundational thing. So right now, my, my top priority is really, I would say the business development. So reaching out, developing relationships with new potential clients. So I'm doing a, a ton of reaching out, constantly uh, connecting with people, um, managing those relationships. And then number two is now that we've kind of hired uh, virtual assistants and then I also have a couple of uh, bookkeeping partners at firms that I that work with my business to help support my clients. So making sure that my the, the partners in the that I'm working with making sure they have what they need so we can still provide the resources to the clients. Um, and I think, you know, this one is, is one that I, I, I was not very good at this in the past and I'm getting better at this is making sure that I'm taking a break to think strategically about my business because it's so mm. easy to get caught up in just doing the day to day. Like I got to do this, I got to do this. And, you know, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. And what you realize is, you know, 14 days straight, I've been doing that. And I'm not even thinking about, you know, the future or thinking about long term for my business because I'm just so exhausted. And so I had to figure mm -hmm. out, like, how do I create space or create processes so that I can start thinking about, hey, the long term 
because you know nobody else is going to think about the long term in my business because i could probably hire people to do some of the the more immediate some of the tasks or i can maybe pay a contract or find somebody on fiverr but you won't find anybody that you can pay to think strategically about your business like that's what you have to do as the leader of the business so i would say thinking strategically is probably my third priority Hmm. that makes a lot of sense that's true because go day to day not just trying to focus 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 and never think about the future we just think about the now that's a problem that i definitely have too um so like how do you like generate ideas for your business and what is like your greatest uh, achievements i know you talked about doing the 200 and some uh interviews and you know um making the you know having a build a business the restaurant actually about to open another restaurant but what is like your greatest achievements and how do you generate ideas um for your business yeah so i'll start with the idea one so the way that i usually generate ideas is i i spend the uh like i said now i use for me personally i use sunday as kind of that's my day where i kind of take a step back from doing the details of the work and i start Mm -hmm you know, thinking strategically, or I may listen to books of, you know, listen to, or read books. Like I listen to a lot of audio books because I can do that and maybe go for a run or a walk or go to the gym mm-hmm. or something, or while I'm cleaning the house or something like that. Um, and I listen for like, you know, what were the things that, you know, whoever the author is, I usually try to listen to people who are business owners themselves, because usually in their books, they're going to talk about kind of their journey and they talk about things that they did or ideas that they tried. And so that's one way I get ideas. Um, The other thing that I do uh, and I enjoy doing this sometimes is I'll watch, you know, shows like Shark Tank or shows like Profit. And I really listen for what questions are the sharks asking the contestants? And those questions, I start asking myself, if I was in that person's shoes, could I answer that question myself? If I can't, what the heck am I doing in my business? Like, I need to figure that out for myself. And so I I really enjoy doing that because that helped, that forces me to think at a different level when I start hearing, hey, this is what, you know, Damon John just asked, or hey, you know, uh, this is what Mr. Wonderful just asked. I, I can't even answer that for my own business. So how do I fix that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the the, the last one um, of one of the things that I, I do, and, and this is like I said, something newer is because at first I didn't understand Clubhouse either. Um, at first I was just like, <laughs> man, it just sounds like people are just waiting for an opportunity to, to, to say whatever they want to say, but it's not very helpful. And so I had to learn how to <laughs> be very selective about the groups or the rooms that I would go into because Mm -hmm. I I think, you know, and it was one, like my, my one day I was on clubhouse or whatever, actually it was last night. My wife texted me and she was like, you know, just going through the list to see what rooms were open. And I think there was one that was like, um, bearded men reading bedtime stories. And I'm just like, that was what I saw a lot (laughs) of when I first went on. I'm just like, this seems like a waste of my time. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> so, so it was when I talked to a friend who was on Clubhouse and he was like, yeah, you're going to get a lot of that, but there are some good ones. So I'm like, okay, all right, help me find the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna add me in those good ones that's was the reason why i got off i was it was just too much like conversation about relationships and things like that and i'm like i thought this was like a business um thing but i didn't find anything talking about business yeah so when i started finding some of those good ones like um some of them like that were like um like uh the the startup founders and the good thing about that what i would the same thing I would do with the Shark Tanks, like people would go on, they would talk about their business, they would ask a question. And then I would think like, okay, all right, if a client asked me that question, how would I answer it for them? And I started thinking through some of the questions and some of the conversations that were being had. And I'm like, maybe I need to think about that for my business or what ideas can I have there? And so when I started getting into, like I said, meaningful conversations on Clubhouse, that's where I started being like, okay, I, I can learn from what other conversations that other people are having. Because I do think it is a very big thing um, that the people you surround yourself with matter a whole lot. And so the type of conversations that you entertain and the things that you engage in, they're going to either cause you to think on a higher level or they're going to cause you to think on a lower level. So I started thinking like, who's going to help me start thinking outside of my current comfort zone so that I can start seeing and noticing new opportunities. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, um, so you guys change your circle. I'm learning that now too. <laughs> I, I really enjoy you on this show. You are really, <laughs> you're opening my eyes up and um, to a lot of things as far as with business. So I'm really enjoying you. Um, did you, uh, so did you tell me your achievement? Yeah, so uh, I would say, so achievement, um, I would say achievement would be, um, for, for a lot of my clients, like I said, they're small business owners. They didn't come from like entrepreneurial backgrounds or entrepreneurial families mm -hmm. or anything. But I, I would say one of my clients, when I first started working with them, I mean, there were things that, you know, it, it, it was a guy and, and, and his wife, like his wife's working full time. He's working in the business. And there were things about their business that he didn't fully understand. And I could tell it was causing tension in their marriage. And I think after him mm -hmm. and I working through it. And so when something would come up, like his wife would be like, hey, you need to call Terrell. And so he would call me. And one of the things that I was I would always let him know is like, hey, I don't ever want you to feel like embarrassed because you don't know something because to be honest with you, you don't know what you don't know. And that's cool because we'll figure it out together. And as we started figuring things out or whatever, I started seeing, like I said, he started making better decisions in their business to where, you know, after the mm -hmm. first year of him and I working together, you know, he was able to make a profit, you know, a better profit in his business to where I started seeing you know, the communication between him and his wife, like the tension was just going down because, you know, it, he was able to explain to her, hey, what was going on, why he was making certain decisions. And she started trusting him more. And when I started seeing that to where it's just like, man, you know, the service that I offer, yes, we talk about, you know, the, the business side, the finance. But, you know, what I realized when you're working with small business owners, this is going to impact more than just their bank account. 
this is going to impact other areas of their life. So being able to see stuff like that and see my clients see progress in other non-business related areas because they are making better business decisions. For me, that's been huge. Mm, that is huge. And that's good. You, um, you basically <laughs> saved a marriage. <laughs> so can I ask you, like, what is your greatest fear and like, how do you manage? Fear? Yeah, I would say, I mean, early when I first started my business, my probably my greatest fear was that I would tell people about what I was doing and they wouldn't like it. And Thinking back mm. on it, that sounds crazy. But I think, you know, the reality of it is that's probably where a lot of people start because sometimes, you know, when we're, we're starting something new, like we want it to be successful and common sense tells us that, hey, if people don't know about your business, they're not going to buy from you. So the answer is you got to tell more people about it. But for some reason, a lot of times we're a little hesitant to do that. I know I was. And so once I started realizing that, hey, you know, it's okay if everybody doesn't buy your product because all you're doing is you're looking for the right people who are looking for you. And once I started getting that mindset, I think I got over that fear. And I think now where I am, I think, you know, one of the challenges or the risk that I see is I think letting go of some things. Like I said, you know, I, I hired a virtual assistant and I'm working with a bookkeeping partner to where I need to step out of some of the details because they got that yeah. stuff. And sometimes I feel like I'm going to hold on to something longer than I should when I'm just like, you know what? I need to like, I need to, you know, I know this is my baby, but I need to like, you know, send the baby to daycare. You know, I need to be okay with that. <laughs> and so one of my concerns is that I'm going to hold on to something longer than I should because I'm just emotionally attached to doing that because, hey, when I started mm -hmm. this business, it was just me. And then, you know, my, my wife was helping part-time, like, because she's still working full-time. So my wife was helping me some, but it was just me for like the first, you know, nine months now that I'm bringing other people in, it's just like, do I really want to let it go? And it's just like, all right, Terrell, you can't hold on to this too long because there's other more important things you need to be doing. Okay, so how can business owners find you? How can they, if they want to um, get in touch with you, how can yeah, they reach definitely. you? I always tell people, um, you know, First, I would say check out the businesstalklibrary.com. There we have all the free, like the show, the different shows we're doing. Um, my wife is fluent in four languages. So one of the shows we, ju we just did a show in, mm. we're doing a show in Spanish where she does the entire content in Spanish. Um, so if you speak English or you speak Spanish, we got you covered. And like I said, the stuff on the website is free there. There's also a contact us there on the website um, and then also I would tell people, I do spend a decent amount of time connecting and responding on LinkedIn. So, I mean, if you go on LinkedIn, you can find me Terrell A. Turner, comma CPA, or you can find, you know, you can reach out on Facebook because I think, you know, Sophia and I got connected via Facebook. So I, I, ch I, I'm not too successful that I don't check those. So I still check them. And if you get a message, that is me. Um, so I do like to still keep in touch with people can reach me on LinkedIn, Facebook, 
or like I said, always tell people to check out the website because you're going to get a ton of free stuff there. And there's a contact us link on the website. Okay. And I, um, you do have a lot on the website. I was checking it out when you first sent it to me. And it's, if you all go on his website, you will be very, it's a lot of information on there um, that you can learn from because I'm actually going to go back on there once we finish and continue watching, listening to the interviews that um, you were doing. Um, so before we wrap up, um, is there anything that you can tell us new entrepreneurs, new business owners that would help motivate us, especially like during this pandemic? Yeah. One of the things that I would say to a lot of, um, you know, newer entrepreneurs is it, they're kind of uncertain about what to do next. And I would say after working with some of the, the, the biggest companies in, in the world and working with the executives, top companies, being in closed door discussions. And what I will tell you is, they don't know what they're doing either. Um, so you're not you're not <laughs> alone. I mean, a lot of people that you may think they they got to figure it out, like they're trying to figure it out just like you. And so I would say is you know never discount yourself and thinking like, hey, because I don't have it all figured out, I don't have a plan all together that you know I'm at a disadvantage. You just understand that you know every business whether you're a big business or whether you're just starting out is having to learn how to be scrappy and having to learn how to understand your customers better and how to solve the problems that are important to your customers. And I would say, if you are focused on those two things, how do I understand my customers better and how do I solve their problems? If you're focused on those two things, it will answer a lot of the problems and a lot of the concerns that come up in your business will be solved if you're focusing on those two things. And I know it sounds, you know, oversimplified, but I mean, I was in a in a in a meeting with the 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 CEO of a of a, a $23 billion business. And that was a conversation we were having. And what he was saying is to all of his executives, you guys have gotten too fancy. We need to go back to the basics. Who are our customers? What problems are they having? And how do we solve it? That's how basic we got to get back to. And as a newer entrepreneur, you are in the best position to do that because you're so close to your customers. So I would say focus on those two things. It will solve a lot of challenges and problems. Hmm. Good information. Very good information. Very good interview. Again, I just want to thank you for reaching out. Thank you for coming on my show. I just learned a ton of stuff from you. Um, I would definitely be back on your website looking at those videos. Um, and again, I'm just so happy that you are here. I really, really do appreciate you. Um, definitely, need, we need a lot of entrepreneurs needed this. I know a lot of people that starting their businesses right now and I know a lot of people that just said they closed their doors because of, you know, how slow their business was and especially during COVID. So they really, really need to hear this. If you all are looking for information on how to keep your business going, please, please, please visit his website um, and find him on LinkedIn. Get in touch with Terrell Turner. Thank you again so much for Absolutely. being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me and, and let me share with your audience. You're welcome. I hope to speak to you really Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. Right. Bye bye.